0: hi everyone (laughs) welcome back sorry for a couple weeks hiatus it's been a little wild on this end um you know things are ramping back up in a different a series of different fronts but you know i took a couple weeks off here i got the privilege of hiring two new people onto my team travel is resuming i leave tomorrow for san diego And, uh, spoiler alert, committed to building a house uh, in McMurray. So it's been a little busy, uh, but I didn't forget about you. And uh, hopefully you didn't forget about me. (laughs) Um, But I have a real humdinger for you this week. So this is called um, the tree trimming incident. And ultimately what happened here was we didn't pick out a Christmas tree and Carol along with it. No, no. This was Mike Harding going rogue with his huskavana. And I have to tell you, it is poetic because this Friday, as you're listening to this, it's the nine-year anniversary of said story. Number one, had to fact check that, but it's true. Number two, (laughs) I committed to building uh, this week and we break ground on Friday. And so I thought this is a kind of funny story tied to their new home a decade ago. (laughs) Just the craziness that ensued. So with that, I leave you this story. It is a classic from the vault. Um, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I definitely did revisiting it. Okay, guys, this one is genuinely from the vault. So this is March of 2013. And I honestly didn't even know that until I looked it up. Um, but this story takes us back. So let's just dive right in. My parents built their, quote unquote, dream house in um, the fall of 2012, which you'll remember is a funny time because I graduated college in May of 12. So all of this was happening in such a small window of time where, you know, I'm graduating college, our um, family had just gone through, you know, a series of unfortunate events with both my grandma and grandpa passing, I'm graduating college, which is a bright spot you know, starting a job, my first sort of entry point into a career at BNY Mellon, going to live at home for a couple of years, but, you know, home wasn't really ready until October. So it was just a very like wild and crazy launch into 2012. And so we moved in, like, honestly, it was like Halloween of 2012. And um, where they had built in Robinson backed up to about 60 wooded acres. And those wooded acres would soon be deleted thanks to Heartland Homes. But the reason um, this story is important is prior to that deletion, they had a lot of trees to tend to. And so we're here. It's, oh gosh, you know, not even a few months moved in. And so having looked back at the photos, I guess it was March of 2013. So I'm still living at home. And it's that time of year, much like now. You know, it's kind of turning into the first week of March, which is why I'm telling this story. And, um, you know, the ground is thawed, but it's still very damp because a lot of snow has melted. Maybe it's starting to rain. The weather's starting to break, but it's still cold. So you need a jacket, but it's also not warm enough. Um, But there's no foliage yet. Obviously, everything is still kind of dead and dormant. So it's a good time to kind of make those spring prunings, if you will. So I'm at home, and I don't even remember what day of the week this is. I guess I could look back and see, but I am—I gotta be honest. I'm fortunate enough; I never get sick. I get sick like once a decade. When I do, I'm a complete and total wuss. I hate being sick, and not because I'm not good at being sick. Because, well, I guess you could argue that that's true too. But the 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 bar. Okay, well, but the meta issue here is that I just don't like to be sitting still. I don't like to sit still. I don't like to not do things. I don't want to not go and, you know, meet up with people, go on a drive. I just want to go. And when you're sick, you know, you can't do that. Not because you don't feel well, just definitely part of it, but also because, well, you can't get those people sick. I don't know, common sense, kind of forgot a lot of that in COVID, but it's true. Even when you were sick back in the day, you didn't, go to school, you ate five saltine crackers, a thing of Mott's applesauce, and you watched Price is Right after drinking one half of a ginger ale can before it got warm, and magically you were better. You're going to laugh at that? That's true. Look back on it. How many times did you quote unquote stay home from school? Bob Barker was your nanny, for lack of a better. You ate a few fucking saltine crackers, those square ones that came in that blue and white box with a little applesauce and half of a ginger ale from the Schweppes people. If you got Canada dry, it was a special treat. All in all, I was sick five times growing up. Not a sick person. Knock on wood, never even had chicken pox. Just fucking Teflon Tom over here, okay? Because when you're raised in Pittsburgh, you have to understand, your body has been exposed to so many things that it's like, "Mm, yeah, not even going to engage with the virus. We've already inhaled lead. Or maybe it was asbestos. You know, so by this point everybody's like, let's mm, not sweat the small stuff. <laughs> you know, it's kind of true. I think that's why Pittsburgh, all through COVID, and you know, I'm not trying to be insensitive here, we didn't catch the brunt of it. Okay. We are a hardened people. So I will tell you, this one day, I happen to be down and out. Now, March of 13, I'm not even a week on the job at BNY Mellon Trade Communications. I'm there, you know, trusty, dusty, new trade communication specialist, okay, fresh off the vine from college. And, you know, this is the team, you have to remember that when I wrote, you'll have a baller weekend, people popped out of their cubicles like meerkats. And they were like, what is wrong with this person? That's when I learned that there was such a thing as a distribution list on Outlook. I had no idea. It just said, you know, Eaton Vance which again, probably should have known that was the client name. At the time, I just thought it was, that's an interesting, like, sort of European style name. Is this like Vin Diesel, Eaton Vance? So I just wrote him or her, I guess in today's culture, they, them. And I was like, have a baller weekend. And before I knew it, 27 people were popping up, like, did you just seriously write the client, have a baller weekend? I'm like, no, how do you guys see my emails? I wrote it to Eaton Vance. I'm like, yeah. Dingus, that's a 25 person distribution list. I'm like, holy fuck. We didn't have that on the Washington and Jefferson private email server. Okay, that's new. I digress. So, <laughs> anyway. I happened to be home for a couple of days and because I was living at home for those two years after college, again, these are the same years that Brittany and I were running amok down in Station Square where Buckheads was calling me on the recorded line. Okay. It's all starting to add up for you people. And so I'm home and I said, mom, you know, I'm tired. I'm going to go lay down. She's like, that sounds good. So the way that their new house was laid out, it's a decent sized ranch. And so, you know, ranch homes are um, all one level and they in Pittsburgh have a basement still. So the way that it's designed, on the left side of the house is sort of two bedrooms, myself and my sister, with an adjoining bathroom kind of in its own private hall. And then on the far other side of the house, like across the living room, dining room, kitchen, all that stuff, on the far other side is the master bedroom suite with like a bathroom, its own walk-in closet and laundry room. It's like their own private lair. My mom called this house her body bag house which I'd never heard that term, but essentially means I'm not leaving here unless it's in a body pack. I don't know. I guess you say these things in your fifties and sixties. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> so I go to lay down and you know, when you're sick, it's like, I don't, I'm not a napper, by the way. I hate napping. I don't like napping. I think I'm going to miss something, you know, carbon copy back to previous comment. I don't want to miss something. So I hate napping. And often when I do nap, I wake up even groggier and more confused. So this isn't good. So this day I'm napping because I just can't fight the feeling. You know, I'm tired. I need to rest my eyeballs. So I lay down for a nap. And, you know, it's March. So you're not going to really miss too much. Kind of cold, not snowy, not rainy, but just like bleh. It's that week, first week of March where we're transitioning. It's no longer February, although it appears that way. And even though you've had a couple 50-degree days, it's still dropping to 30 at night. So everything's melted. Everything's drab. It's just like... Let's get on with it. So I'm laying down napping, fast asleep, on logs, when all of a sudden there arose such a clatter. All I hear is, oh, oh. I mean, this is like a woman screaming bloody murder. She's like, oh my God, he fell. He fell. I'm like, oh my God. So I'm like waking up, kind of coming to like seeing Tweety Birds. I'm like, am I dreaming this? Is this real? What is happening? I like whip open my bedroom door and my mom is running around like a banshee. She's like, your father, your father, he fell. I'm trying to process that. Yes, I am awake. I am still sick. This is my mom screaming. And what is she screaming about? Like, that's a lot to digest in the 18 seconds since I've awoken. What had happened was my dad, who is Mr. Fix-It, DIY Bob Vila, climbed a tree in the backyard, butted up to those 60 acres on a ladder, something he's done many a time before. And was going to hack down some major limbs on this tree. He just wasn't feeling these limbs. These weren't our limbs. Let's get rid of these limbs. So I guess what had happened was as he was chainsawing off this pretty sizable, like pretty beefy limb, like not a twig. This is something you could burn in a fire pit thick limb. The limb fell from the tree, which we'll guess was about 15 to 20 feet from where he was standing, bounced off the semi-hardened ground okay, not fully hard, not fully mush, not mud, bounced and kicked back and hit the ladder, which with he was standing on. By kicking the ladder, it threw him. And so he threw the chainsaw in one direction, and then he went free falling like a lifeless person into the ground. And my mom, being who she is, decided that once I lay down for a nap, and because he was going to go and trim these logs, she was going to go lay on her like Shay's Lounge and read a Nora Roberts book and just be watching from afar out of the master bedroom. And this is important for two reasons. One, she would have heard nothing had she not been physically watching because God love her, she started to lose some of her hearing in her early fifties. So she could be at an IMAX movie and she'd ask you what they're saying. (laughs) Okay. So hearing my dad's lifeless body flying 20 feet into the mud, Probably not the first thing she'd hear reading her Nora Roberts novel from the study. (laughs) So, love you, mom. So she's watching him. And so in real time, her worst nightmare is unfolding. She's watched this branch. Not only did it kick back and hit his ladder, I guess it like kicked back so far that it like hit him in the process of him falling. So I don't even know how to articulate this because again, I was sawing logs across (laughs) in the West Wing and literally hear all this screaming and commotion. So at that time, the house is built into a hillside. So the front of the house is flush with the street, like the front door and the garage is. But by the back of the house, there's a deck, but there's no steps to the basement. So you have to like, or to the yard, so you have to like go to the front of the house, go down the stairs, and through the basement. I'm making this sound like it's Gatsby's mansion. It's absolutely not, but it is a decent-sized ranch where it's not just like, okay, I'm immediately in the backyard. So they are. She's screaming, she's like, I don't know what to do. Call 911. I gotta help. Blah, 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 blah And if you've ever met the Hardings, I would say we're an incredible group. We have a lot of chutzpah. Not exactly the best at crisis management. I just want to frame that. I want to be honest. So I'm screaming because I don't know what's going on. She's screaming because she's seen what's going on. But we can't articulate to the other person what the hell is actually going on. So then I'm just like, chainsaw, he fell, cutting. Oh, my God. And now I'm like, oh, my God. Like, Is there? Is this, like, gory? Like, what am I going to see? So I run out over to the deck, and I look. And I just hear, vroom, 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 vroom. like, I hear this chainsaw off in the distance. And I see him laying there. Thank God, nowhere near the chainsaw. But, like, he's not moving. So I'm like, holy balls. So I only have slippers. So I throw on my slippers and so does my mom. And we both like bolt out there. All of what I've explained to you has happened in literally 15 seconds. So albeit not good communicators, very quick, urgent action people, which isn't always good. Sometimes we overreact. Actually, a lot of times we do. But in this case, we're like, like she's running from her, but we're like in the kitchen, like, ah, and then we like run downstairs. So I'm in my slippers and, you know, part of the ground is muddy and soggy because they hadn't yet put a full yard in. They moved in in October and, you know, it's the winter. So they hadn't fully seeded a yard. So we have, uh, you know, quarter of an acre, half of an acre, I don't even fucking know how much acre, muddy. And so we get over to my dad and you're, it's like the Husqvarna chainsaw off in the corner, not great. So I'm like, dad, daddy, okay. And he's like, uh, uh, so I'm like, okay, there's at least sounding some, uh, so let me get this chainsaw turned off. So I turned off the chainsaw. That eliminates that crazy variable because that was just adding a sound effect that we didn't need to the, to the situation. So my mom's like, are you okay? What's going, don't move, don't move. She starts screaming like she's been on you know, the emergency room floor of a hospital for 20 years. And so she's like, don't move, don't move. And he's like, oh, uh, uh. my like, daddy, okay? And he's like, "Uh, what we then realize is not only did he fall, free fall 20 feet, But this branch came up and knocked the wind out of him. So it actually, at the same time it hit the, um, I almost said railing, ladder, it hit him square in the chest. So this probably foot-thick branch, okay, which in and of itself is about 12 feet long. It falls on itself enough to just like, boink, straight back. Knocks the wind out of my dad, which then throws him free-falling. On his way down, he throws that chainsaw. The ladder goes the other direction. And thank Christ, by the grace of God, there was like a giant stump two feet behind him. And he somehow managed to fall, not on the chainsaw, not on the ladder that fell, and not on this stump. Because it could have been a very different outcome, quite frankly, had he not done this. So he gets wind knocked out of him. And that's actually what is more problematic than his fall. He actually fell into some like, not hard, but again, semi-soft early March muddy-ish ground. So my mom had already called 911 at this point while I was tending to him in the chainsaw. So she's like, go up front and flag them down. Again, we're brand new here. We're the last house on the left. It's a new address. We got to make sure someone knows, I mean, quite frankly, where they're going. So my job is to be steady Eddie up front. So I pop off my muddy slippers in the back door. I run up to the front of the house and I'm just standing on the porch, just like waiting at my post, you know, like this is going to be me which hindsight's ridiculously stupid because my mom is five foot on her tiptoes. My dad is six foot. I'm six one. She's going to be the person to hobble him up front. So now all of a sudden, not even 30 seconds at the front door. This is why you pay high taxes. It's the Robinson ambulance. I'm like, I'm hearing it off in the distance. I'm like, oh God, that's our fucking, that's our chariot. It's awaiting us. So it's coming closer and closer. And now I'm like, these neighbors, we haven't even been here six months. They're going to think we're absolutely fucking nuts. And they would be correct. However, not to only does Robinson send one ambulance, they send two and a police car, one of which backs down our gravel driveway because when we closed in October, it wasn't appropriate to pour concrete. Also, the builder was trying to pull a fast one and ran off with their cash, which we later corrected because if you've met my parents, they're not going to get taken for a ride. That's for sure. <laughs> and so... Anyway, this ambulance is backing down the driveway with that super loud, like beep, 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 on top of its siren, which they've now just turned off. I'm waving these people. And I'm like, okay, it's not me. It's my parents, my dad. Out of the corner of my eye from the front porch, I see Mike and Patty hobbling around, okay? This is the side of the house. Again, no yard put in. They sodded the front because we had a dog, Zoe, at the time, and they had to have a place for her. So they sodded the front yard, but not the side and backyards. What happens next is out of a movie, my mom in her blue, I'm going to call it a velour track suit, but it's not even that nice. It's like those fleece-matched sets you get at Kohl's, and it's not just like a royal blue or maybe a nice navy. It's like that weird canyon blue, but it's been washed one too many times, so it's lost a little bit of its color, and its color matched top and bottom. And anyway, she's trying to hold my dad and help him, who's twice her size up the hill. Well, she hits a rough patch, okay? She's peeling wheels like Mario hit a banana on Mario Kart. She's down for the count. (laughs) So now she is completely down in the mud, covered. And it's muddy in this patch. It's muddy. So she's like, oh, my God. So she's down for the count. My dad is still trying to figure out what's going on. She picks herself back up. She's covered in mud her entire right side. My dad is covered in mud and looks like truly the wind got knocked out of him. So I'm laughing now because we can. But in the moment, I just was on the porch barefoot because, again, my slippers were ruined. And I was like, like, this is crazy. And I actually have 102 temperature. Like, what is happening? Am I envisioning all this or whatever, um, hallucinating? So the ambulance people are very kind. They're like, oh, beautiful home. And my mom's like, oh, thank you. And my dad's just like, no, I'm fine. I don't want to ride in this fucking paddy wagon. I'm going to decline it. So they do a little bit of that, you know, like, what is it? Like a, a flashlight in your eyes. They kind of clap three times. They ask you who the president is. Make sure you're kind of functioning. And off they go. So they they're excited. They had a call on their shift in this, you know, quiet neighborhood. They leave. So we go on about our day. Everyone's kind of just like, wow. And we order a pizza. Everyone's relaxing. My dad by this point has showered, but he already has a giant black and blue. And, you know, definitely was like, whoa, that could have been different. Like, thankfully, it wasn't crazy. So my dad <laughs> ends up saying, you know what, I'm going to pack it in. It's like 10 o'clock. And I'm like, I'm with you, dude. Even though I napped today, I'm exhausted. I'm I'm going to peel wheels and go to bed. And because it's March of 2013, you have to remember, I've graduated and I'm home. My sister, she's in college for all this. She has no idea what's going on. So we go to, we decide we're going to bed. Now, my mom's a night owl, so she'll stay up late blasting the TV, which she assures us because our rooms were soundproofed in the build. We can't hear. That is incorrect. I just want to like let everyone know that is factually inaccurate. She stands by it. So (laughs) we go to bed. And next thing I know, it's like 10.45. It's not even 15 minutes later. My mom comes barreling into my room. She's like, I think I got to go get your father's head scanned. And I'm like, what? And she's like, no, I've heard one too many things about this. He's going to nod off in the night and he's going to slip away because he has a concussion that we don't know about. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is now I can track back where I get my neurosis. But a fair point, but also like, "Mm." the ambulance people said he was fine. But he did decline that ride. So she poor man has just fallen asleep, wakes him up. She's like, get up, put your jacket on. I'm taking you to Ohio Valley to get your head scanned. (laughs) So he comes out of his bedroom, like a prisoner of war. I'm holding down the fort with Zoe and they hop in the Murano. She's like, I'm going to take him to get his head scanned. I'll be back. And they're like in their jammies, (laughs) in their winter coats. They leave two hours later, now I'm up because I'm like, damn, I can't leave at fourth and goal. I got to be up for the diagnosis. I'm texting her while they're in the ER, all this stuff. And, you know, they get seen right away and um, they come back, you know, with conclusive results that his brain activity is great. No one's, you know, no harm, no foul. He will be bruised. And, you know, we probably should take some motion for the next five days. All good. The moral of this story is if you need your trees pruned, you still can call him to this day. You'd think that would stop him. Not this man. He's on gutters three stories in the ceiling. He is taking uh, chainsaws to whatever he can. There's no fear in him. That would have stopped me dead in my tracks. And quite frankly, I wouldn't have done it to begin with, but that's who my dad is. So all in all, we're out there six months. We've left a real mark on the neighborhood and ourselves. The trees get pruned. The house is still intact. My muddy slippers are a goner. And I tell you that story because it'll be nine years to the day this Friday when you hear this. And if you could transport back with me to that day, which hopefully the story lets you do, my foggy goggle tired, sick brain was just so floored by what was unfolding. I couldn't even believe it. And if she wasn't fucking peeping or Nora Roberts from the back bay window, who knows what would have unfolded? But it's just like the funniest thing to think back on it now. And I officially today committed to breaking ground this Friday on my own house to build. And so it was just kind of serendipitous timing that the story kind of popped back into my brain but I got to tell you, it's like, it's been a wild ride from the jump and you people wonder why I am the way I am. Anyway, cheers to pruning trees and nights at Applebee's. I don't know what rhymes. Bye. Oh man, Oh uh, gosh, you guys, I hope you can laugh at that one. I mean, genuinely wild. No one was hurt in the filming of this podcast. Um, I don't know why this popped into my head, but you know Robin Leach when he used to be like, champagne dreams and caviar wishes. I feel like this was not that, but that's kind of how I feel. I felt when I like woke up from that completely foggy, flu-induced nap to this horrific scream that was maybe my dad sort of flying from a tree after being impaled by a branch. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, I don't know why I think that. (laughs) just, like, think of it in that voice, and I just giggle. Anyway, all of this to say, um, if you're trimming a tree this March, hire a professional. Um, (laughs) Otherwise, continue to read your Nora Roberts uh, books in a bay window. You get to see some things. Um, but with that, I hope you treat yourself, don't cheat yourself and have a great weekend. I, myself, um, will be continuing to collect some pretty wild stories of my own. I'm sure in the months that follow as I go to build this house, but, um, stay tuned. You just never know with me until next time. <laughs> have fun and, um, you know, have fun. <laughs> Bye.